beavers. We can't get enough of them. Join us on a tour of the territory of an active beaver colony in Fairfield, the Laurel Creek Beavers. Welcome to Lynx Exploration Bay Area. Climate change. We look at it up, down, and sideways. We follow the links between climate change and so many other issues, and all of it with a local twist. We begin our tour at a little bridge on Gulf Drive, just west of Laurel Creek Park in Fairfield. And geez louise, there's a beaver dam. It's called the Gulf Dam, and it's right there in front of us. Okay, this is Jean, and we're out in Fairfield with... Hello, my name is Virginia Holsworth. I started the group called the Laurel Creek Beavers here in Fairfield, California. And what we do is we take people, like neighbors or anybody who's interested, for a walk around the creek to check out the local beaver colonies and how they affect the environment here. And we're about to do that walk. Yay! (laughs) Okay, so what's the best time to see the beavers? What's the best time of day? Typically, depending on the time of the year, let's say around this time, spring and summer, The best time is either very early in the morning, like at first light, so maybe 5.30 a.m., or into the evening around sometimes 6.30, 7.30. This last walk that we went on, we were here at 5.30 a.m., and we were able to watch two beavers actively work on the dam and swim back and forth, going out of their lodge for about an hour. There were a few tail splashes. They splashed us a little bit. And then they went in and we went for a walk down the creek to check out the other dams further upstream. The shocking thing is this is like suburbia. I mean, it's not a wild area. No, it's not. So when I first realized there were beavers in the creek, it was 2020 during shelter in place. And my daughter and my husband and I would usually walk a certain route around the creek, but you know, we had more time on our hands. So we decided to to walk a little bit farther. And that's when we kind of ran into our very first beaver dam, which I wasn't convinced was a beaver dam at first, because I grew up in this area and had never seen that kind of activity before. From there, I, you know, went and researched the signs of beaver and figured out that it was, in fact, a beaver dam. And I was pretty quiet about it. And then come September, the city removed that dam And that really pushed my buttons. And then I started the group and really started advocating for the beavers um, and taking people for walks and just making more awareness in the community about the beavers' presence and how they're beneficial to the environment. I bet that was the last dam they ever took down, huh? It was, because I also, um, I frequently communicate with the city council and I also have communication with the fish and wildlife biologist for the area. And, you know, and tell them like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's people that I'm taking for walks. I also noticed that after I took the kindergartners at the school across the way, 
I take them for an annual field trip. And when I got them involved and asked the city to open up these access gates, they seemed very more flexible about not touching the dams. So this past year, I check up on all the dams in Fairfield because there's more than just the ones in this creek. And in all of the creeks, all like the primary dams were removed in the other creeks except for this one. Uh. It can be frustrating, but also it shows that like if people are proactive and doing things in their community, then they can make a change. Could you explain the difference between a primary and a secondary dam? Yeah, so the primary dam is their main dam that they live in. So usually their lodge is in this dam. It's usually the biggest. It has the most water in it. And then the secondary dam is usually a little bit, typically a little bit smaller. And then there's a tertiary dam. And building dam after dam helps slow down the water. And if, for instance, the primary dam falls, then the secondary dam is also there to help slow down the water to make it so it doesn't just shoot right through, making it safer. So the secondary and tertiaries are downstream. Yeah, yeah, they're downstream. And we can, we'll be able to see some on our walk. Okay. So you notice that at the, at the lower dam, at that tertiary dam, the stream is pretty narrow. And as the dams continue, you know, we'll go to the secondary dam, the water level is rising, the creek is getting wider. And so when we get to the primary dam, you'll see that'll be the tallest area and the widest area of this creek. So this is a different beaver colony compared to the one that we originally saw over by the Gulf Dam. We call this ones, these are the Dixon Hill Dam beavers over here. They don't have a water lodge or a bank water lodge like the ones by the Gulf Dam. Their lodges are all burrows into the banks of the side. This one's been up for years? Yeah, this primary dam that we're going to see, uh, I've called it the Dixon Hill Dam because that's the name of the street behind us. Ah. This dam has been up at least since 2020, and neighbors have reported that it's been up years prior to that also. From the right side over is really old beaver dam. From the part that we can see right in front of us, that whole section blew out on our very last big rain. That whole section blew out and the water dropped like four feet. And then they rebuilt it in a few days. In a few days? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And they got it back up. Because this is their primary dam, right? This It dropped so far that their hole was exposed in the ground. So they had to get that up immediately to stay safe. So you can tell that this is an active beaver dam because there are fresh sticks that have been placed and you can see all the mud on the pond side and how it's been pushed up to help keep the water in. If you look real close, you might find their handprints along the mud. So I would have thought they kind of weaved the sticks, but it looks like they just stack them up. Sometimes they stack them. Sometimes you'll see them dig them in certain places. I'm not sure what their logic is, but they know what they're doing. I guess they figured it out. So every dam you've showed us has sound of running water. I thought beavers were driven crazy by running water. Yeah, I don't know how true that fact is. But Apparently not here, they're not. <laughs> no, no. But they maintain the dam. I guess if it gets too loud, maybe they say, uh-oh, 
bad news. I, yeah, I think the idea behind that thought is if they hear a change in the way the water is flowing, that they'll go and attend to it. If the water, you know, if they're hearing a lot of water and that sounds off to them, then they're going to go and see what's happening and, and fix the problem. Kind of like if we had sprinklers on or something and all of a sudden we hear a lot more water than we're used to, we go and fix it. Good point. Here's something I bet you never thought about. How do beavers get up and down the creek past their own dams? The answer, they build slides. It looks like this is their primary spot where they go up and down. And other animals use it too. I've, I've seen the, the otter go up and down the same slides that the beavers use. Their slide used to be over there on the other side of that willow. But since that part of the dam blew out, I'm not seeing that same path go down to the water. So, Fairfield has a program of Adopt a Creek. Check out the link in the show notes. There's three members in the group. And between the three of us, we represent the area of the creek from this street, Gulf Drive, all the way down to um, East Tabor, which is about ooh, a mile and a half or so. What do you do when you adopt a creek? You kind of represent the area. The legal contract is, you know, you do like a group cleanup twice a year and just kind of promise that you'll keep an eye on on the area, Um, report any foul play, anything that's going on. And we're back at the beginning. I just wanted to say thank you to Virginia for taking us on this tour. And... Yeah, that's what I want to say. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out. And I hope that you have a successful podcast about the Laurel Creek beavers. Well, we didn't see any beavers on our tour because we're here in the middle of the day. But Virginia sent photos, which are in the show notes. And maybe someday I will get up at 5 a.m. and drive on over. Maybe. Maybe. And that's it for this follow-up mini-sode. Join us at our next full episode in which we talk to Sadie Wilson of Greenbelt Alliance, and she's going to tell us about their new program, Resilience Hotspots. And don't forget the Martinez Beaver Festival on June 24th, this Saturday, from 10 to 3 at Susanna Park in Martinez. See you there. Exploration Bay Area is an independent podcast. You can find photos, show notes, and our archives on our website at linksploration.com. You can email us at linksploration at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This is Jean, Sharon, and Christy signing off until next time.